hoped to return as soon as possible. But then Lord Sylvester had followed Minerva from London, Minerva who had run away, inexplicably, from all those sophisticated delights, and had proposed marriage. One look at Lord Sylvester and the fond memory of the Marquis of Brabington shriveled and died in Annabel's pretty head. Her every waking minute seemed filled with thoughts of Lord Sylvester— She had not seen him since his monumental visit when the engagement was announced. Minerva and Mrs. Armitage had departed for a month's visit to Lord Sylvester's parents' home, but absence was turning love into an obsession. Annabel felt that Lord Sylvester was making a dreadful mistake. Minerva would not make him a suitable wife. Minerva was strict and prosy, How she had managed to capture a handsome and dashing rake like Comfrey was beyond any of Annabel's wildest imaginings. Admittedly, Minerva was very beautiful with her black hair and wide, clear grey eyes, but she, Annabel, knew that her own looks were startling. Fashion might decree that blondes were unfortunate, but Annabel Armitage had learned at an early age that the combination of golden hair, blue eyes, a trim figure and neat ankles had a delightful effect on any gentleman in the county of Berham. Hadn't she nearly been engaged herself and well before Minerva? But Guy Wentwater had turned out to be a slave trader, and so the engagement had never come to pass. And then, just as her feelings towards him were becoming warm again, he had mysteriously disappeared— and even his aunt, Lady Wentwater, swore she had not heard a word from him. Mrs. Armitage, who loved to believe herself ill with all kinds of humours and strange infections, had left Minerva to be head of the household. With Minerva and her mother gone, Annabel found she once more had to take over the tiresome duties of the household and the parish. And the more she did, the more she became convinced that Minerva's natural role was that of spinster. Minerva had shown all signs of contentment with the dull routine of village life. Annabel had always kicked and railed against it. Therefore, it followed, so ran Annabel's busy thoughts, that should Lord Sylvester decide he would be better suited with the younger sister, then it would not be doing Minerva any great disservice. That prim lady would suffer a little hurt, a little grief, but that was all. Minerva could surely never suffer from the strong, passionate feelings which were churning around in her own bosom. But how could she even begin to plan to take Lord Sylvester's affections away from Minerva if Lord Sylvester himself were never present to be charmed? Although the vicarage boasted a cook-housekeeper, a housemaid, an odd man and a coachman— Annabel was expected to help with the household chores. As these thoughts ran through her head, she was engaged in removing grease spots from the plush upholstery of the dining chairs, a messy business which involved rubbing the stains gently with hot bread rolls. Minerva and her mother were not expected home until the afternoon, and Annabel planned to put on her best dress just in case Lord Sylvester accompanied them. She did not, therefore, even pause from her task at the sound of carriage wheels on the weedy gravel of the short drive outside, assuming her father had returned from his parish rounds. Then she dropped the last roll in consternation, as her mother's plaintive voice sounded outside, saying, "'Is there no one to welcome me?' 
Annabel ran to the window and looked out. If Lord Sylvester had arrived, then she would escape to her room and prettify herself as fast as she could. But there was only the small person of Mrs. Armitage, who was languidly directing a brace of magnificent footmen to be careful with her baggage. Lord Sylvester's coach had arrived, but without either his lordship or Minerva. Annabel ran out and hugged her mother, and planted a kiss on that lady's withered cheek. Mama, where is Minerva? Why are you come alone? I feel monstrous travel-sick, said Mrs. Armitage faintly, disengaging herself from her daughter's embrace. Do not fuss so, child. I must lie down. I can feel one of my spasms coming on. But Annabel, unlike Minerva, was not to be intimidated by her mother's famous spasms. You cannot...